The first sign of trouble in the steel industry came when Big Harry Silvestro went berserk. Big Harry was the foreman of the night shift in the number three open hearth shop of the Keystone Iron and Steel Corporation in the town of Keystone. He had held this job for five years with never a single day out for sickness. Indeed, a glimpse of his stocky, powerful body, stripped to the waist as he worked, would have made anyone doubt that he could ever be sick. He was regarded by the superintendent as a plodding, loyal, dependable man. For three years, the unit of which he was foreman had consistently won the intershop pool for the greatest production of ingots. He had a wife and four children. He did not drink, smoke, or chew. His square, almost bovine face, topped by close-cropped black hair, gave no indication that an original thought had ever entered his brain. But he could work, and he could make his men work. He did not seem to have a nerve in his body, and he never grew angry or flew off the handle. No one ever suspected that Big Harry Silvestro could grow excited or temperamental about anything. Nevertheless, at two o'clock on Saturday morning, Big Harry went berserk. It happened while a batch of molten steel was being poured from one of the open hearth furnaces into the huge cylindrical bucket which would conduct the steel by traveling crane across the shop to deposit it into a row of molds where it would cool into oblong ingots. Silvestro was directing the operation when suddenly he doubled over with pain. Both his great hands pressed hard against his abdomen and a cold sweat broke out on his face and naked torso. The sizzling molten steel was pouring in a thin stream, glistening silvery, and was spreading heat in every direction. Silvestro groaned and pressed at his stomach, still doubled over. The men of his crew could not go to his assistance because they were handling the hot steel. But Jack Marcus, the little timekeeper, who happened to be passing through the shop at the moment, saw Big Harry's agony and ran to his side, put a hand on the big man's shoulder. "'Harry!' he shouted. "'What's the matter with you?' Big Harry didn't answer. Instead, he straightened with a tremendous effort and turned suddenly, red-rimmed eyes at little Jack Marcus. Marcus looked up at him, and the little man's face went white at the stark madness that he saw in Silvestro's eyes. His jaw fell open, and he took an involuntary step backward, half-turned to run. But he was too late. Big Harry uttered a dreadful cry of mad rage, leaped after Marcus, and seized the little man around the waist. Marcus screamed, strained, ineffectually, as Silvestro lifted him high in the air and hurled his diminutive body straight into the huge bucket of molten steel. Marcus's shrill scream died in a gurgling of agony, drowned by the bubbling, sizzling steel. Dense fumes spurted from the bucket as the steady stream of liquid metal continued to pour into it from the open hearth to cover what was left of Jack Marcus. He had been cremated alive. A sudden hush descended upon the shop as the men stood in petrified horror. Marcus was finished. Big Harry Silvestro stood panting at the spot from which he had hurled Marcus's body. His big chest was heaving, and the breath was coming from his throat in great gasps. Saliva dribbled at his mouth, and his eyes were those of a madman. He stood half-crouched, and the corded muscles of his stomach rippled with each breath he took.